love and dance hall. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, <laughs> had, to, had to get had to get in the mood. Uh-huh. Welcome, uh-huh. welcome everyone. Um, love and dance hall. This is a true versation, not a conversation, but a true versation. I am oh, Jai Prince, that? and that is Ida E. Wells. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Literally, literally chilling. Um, just uh, just enjoying life. Let's start right there. How is your life? I cannot complain. Life yeah. is life is good. Life is good. Um, yeah. no complaints. I appreciate you having me here. Ooh. There we go. There we go. Like uh, what they say, my casa su casa. Oh, let me put my feet up. <laughs> we, well, see, that's what happens, right? People get comfortable. So yes. Ladies and gentlemen, get comfortable. Um, We're going to be talking to an author. I don't know when you just added that. Let's start from there. Um, Because some people say, well, you know, I mean, I dance artist. I don't know when they started to be an artist, when they got professional. So Ida E. Wells, when did you actually say check? Yeah, I want to be an author. I'm an author. Um, Two years ago. Two years ago. But I've, I've always had a passion for reading and writing. Um, And it was about, no, actually it was about three years ago. I had did a short story on my blog and PositivelyIda.com. And um, the folks who read it were like, you're a great writer. You should really write a story. So that's when it was like, okay, what do I want to write about? Do I want to do fiction? Do I want to do nonfiction? And I decided to go the fiction route. So I started this journey two years ago. And, and, and let's be clear, and I'm always going to make the parallels right here. We always have a, a, a true conversation with people who are politicians or they're musicians, producers, and, and you know, just anyone who's just now getting into their passion. Um, yeah. Had this been kind of like tickling in the back of your brain for a while and it was like, nah, I got time now? It, 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 it was, but I thought it would have been later in life. I felt like I needed more life experience because, you know, I felt like it was going to be a nonfiction um, so when I decided to go the fiction route, it just, the story, being able to tell a story just came relatively easy. Um, the process, yeah. I think, I, uh, much respect goes out to authors because <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Luckily yeah. I had a great editor who helped me with the process, but it's, it's, it's not as easy as it seems. And, and, and let's be clear, the same way that the journey, how much of it was I have to learn how to do it versus now I'll just wing it and I'll pay somebody to, you know, edit it for me. Um, It was more I'll just wing it. I did a lot of reading. I read a lot of urban novels because I knew I wanted that urban novel feel. So it was easy for me to kind of pattern it off of the way that urban novels read. Um, but there were a lot that, there was a lot that I didn't know. So my editor was the one that said, no, you have to get more descriptive with the scenery so people can actually feel like they're in it. So she didn't necessarily do it for me. You know, she told me what I needed to do and 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 I did it. And nice, nice. That's what it is. You have to trust. And I'm, I'm not sure if you found her. She found you. Were you haggling a little bit? You know, a little I found stubborn. her, but it was it was I was referred to someone who referred me to her. But I strongly believe asking ye shall receive. So I had put it out there. I prayed for it or put it in the universe. Or however, you know, you you receive that information that I wanted an author who could edit it in its proper context. And luckily, I found a published author in Jamaica um, and she was the one that really did it for me. So it was more like this journey has been more like 
all right, what I've asked for has manifested. I like it. I like it. Well, we're having this uh, truvisation. It's not just a discussion. I can't break down everything in the book, ladies and gentlemen, because let's talk about that word support. I had the support, right? I saw it and I was like, hold on. She's peddling books now. She got <laughs> books out the, out the trunk right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it was like, um, I've known you and I've been like proud of the things that you've done, you know, just as, a, as an individual. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Like, nah, she doing books, B? Yo, she doing books, son. All right. But this book probably ain't for me. Right. So then I start seeing the social media posts and friends of friends the same way I would send a friend to, to one of your events. Like like my family is like, yo, I ain't got nothing right. to do. You in the DMV? I'm, t- I'm right. buying your ticket. Go go enjoy yourself. Right. Aww, now I got to read a book. I, I You think that book I, I can read Love and Dance Hall? Absolutely. You'd be surprised how many men have actually purchased the book. And I don't want folks to think like it's a love story because it's love and dance hall. It is gritty. It is a street tale. It really is. Um, so I, I think I think you you can read it. I do. I believe you would get something out of it. Okay. I think so. Okay. I see a lot of young ladies the same way of all ages. So let's be clear. Love and dance hall is this. This is not a young person's dialogue book, so to speak, fiction. No. Well, over 21. Because I feel like there are some life lessons. And 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 the biggest thing for me was making these moments teachable moments. So they're underlying messages in this book. Yes, it's gritty and you know, there's a tale going on and you get caught up in the story, but there's there are undertones of lessons that maybe somebody in their early 20s can really benefit from. So I would say I over 21, yeah. definitely, um, but all ages, yeah. all audiences. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have some fifty year olds. I'm I gotta say it. You're gonna have some fifty year olds saying. I do actually. I I have. I've oh. I've had people in their fifties, forties, thirties, twenties, like, and and they all love the book. So. They're gonna say this ain't no fiction. What? Tell tell the truth, no Ida. Tell the truth. This this ain't fiction. Whose story are you telling? Somebody somebody put a little I'm money. Not, in the- and, you know that was the perception initially that I was doing this big tell all book. And I would never do something like that. This, I literally sat there and developed all of these characters, but they're relatable. They're things that happen in everyday life. I wanted it to be relatable so you would enjoy the story. So maybe you know somebody who got locked up for you know selling weed, or maybe you know somebody who, um, without giving away too much of the story, was killed. You know, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. There's so many different things that we can all relate to in the book coming from the whole dance hall culture. So no, nobody's story. (laughs) This isn't about anybody. It's, it's just relatable events that take place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not a, it's not from the guilty part because this is another story that we can look into ourselves and say, yeah, you know what? My cousin was just like that. Just exactly. Or I see myself going down that road or I had that experience or, you know, even some of the experiences I can relate to. That's why it was easy for me to write about it. You know, so, yeah. I like it. I like it. Her name is Ida E. Wells. You guys are watching this. And uh, and anytime you want to look on any of these platforms, just look for Ida E. Wells, Love and Dance Hall, Truversation. So the Truversation part also comes back to say to write a novel, fiction. 
two years in the making. So a lot of people are saying, well, so why did it come out now? Just like you said, they didn't know the entire process, but it was like, well, as soon as you finished it, you know, we have a pandemic, but that's not stopping you from selling these books. These books are right. going in the mail. Right. <laughs> right. Actually, um, those who follow me on social media have been following my journey because I've been keeping them abreast of everything that's been going on for the past two years. So they knew it was coming. But what COVID did with me being forced to be home because I wasn't able to work, it was initially like, wow, if your book was done, you could be out here selling people are home. Then it was like, no, you're home. Focus on it and get it done. You're going to get this. I gave myself a hard deadline. And by the grace of God, I met it. Um, and so, yes, that that time being home really gave me time to really focus and push myself tremendously haul and pull nice. myself over the finish line to get it done. I like it. I like it. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. Again, they're, they're, they're pivoting, they're changing lanes and they're saying, yeah. you know what? I might, I might do something just like that, but you know, I'm not like no Ida, you know what I'm saying? Ida E. Wells, but ideas are like, someone's going to say, how much do you know about the love? Or how much do you know about the dance hall? Did you need to have that background? Could this have been, hip hop and crazy, but it's really love and dance. <laughs> no, it could not have been. Um, you know, as many people know, I've been going out in DMV dance hall since the nineties. I was a promoter for the better part of 18 years. So yeah, I had to have that experience in order to tell this tale authentically. I had to, one of my, one of couple of my characters are promoters, but that there was an instance where she was like, well, you know, I'm going out. I don't feel like going out, but I'm going out because I got my party coming up. Knowing what that feels like, I was able to fuse that into the book. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and, you know, deep in dance hall is where I found love. <laughs> you know, okay. so, yeah, it, 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 and experience some of the things or different things that I can take and put into this book. So, yeah, it was a, Without it, and I put that in my dedication, like in my acknowledgement, sorry, that, you know, I have to thank Dance Hall for the experiences that allowed me to tell this tale authentically. All right. And and and, and let's get them some more details. Not the not the too much. And we're going to get into the storyline. Just a couple of minutes that we have you here. But why is this story in Washington, D.C.? Don't nobody be making no stories about Washington. DMV? Like, for real? <laughs> Because that's where I was. That's where I lived. That's where I first experienced dance hall. That's where I was a part of dance hall. That's where I contributed to the dance hall culture in DC. That's where I left my mark. So it only made sense for me to do it there. Um, you know, I live in Atlanta now, but I'm not a part of the whole dance hall scene in Atlanta. So it wouldn't come across as authentic as it would if I'm like, okay, Baltimore Washington Parkway or you know, the pool party at Broadwater Mansion or knowing those intricate details made this more authentic. So it only it was only it only made sense. DMV. And and going through some of the stories uh, is you had to write notes. You had to say, like, no, I woke up in a cold sweat and was like, yo, I got to write this down. Like how much of the storyline was like fluid or I can't remember. It, I, I did. A, I, I am a writer. I write everything down. So I have notebooks. I think I have like three Love and Dance Hall composition notebooks. Um, but for me, my process is more visual. I'm a very visual person. So I would sit and visualize the scene 
and then I would type it out. Um, I would make notes like, okay, you want this to happen with this person, this to happen. So I created the outline. I wrote the outline down. But when it came to the actual story, I would just pull out my laptop and just start typing and then go back in later on and fill in, you know, what I needed to fill in. So, yeah, there were times where I would wake up in the middle of the night like, hey, that's a great idea. I have my notebook on a nightstand. Like, let me write this down. Let me jot this down. So, yeah. And and we know about support for support. So like you said, your name is very synonymous in that area. But where are you getting the support from? Some people from Alaska. You got some California ATL supporting. Like where where's the major books being purchased right now? Um, Of course, majority of the books are being purchased out of the DMV. But I've had New York, Philly, Florida, um, Canada, Afghanistan, <laughs> The UK, uh, Chicago, California. So it's been all over. It literally has been all over. It's been, of course, you know, my I say it all the time. My lo- my supporters are are loyal <laughs> from my parties to being an entrepreneur when I had my boutique to now being an author. They really support all of my endeavors. And it's 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 been overwhelming at the level of support that I've received from this book, but it just shows how much they believe in me. And to have all of them say, oh my God, this book is great. It was amazing. I loved it. It, it. it just makes me feel like I made them proud. You know, it's not self, it, it's not about me. It's about how it's received. And the fact that so many people love it makes me feel like, okay, I, I, I did you guys a great service. Like, you know, you like, yeah. like, like how I used to feel with my events. When they would leave and the next day I was like, yo, Ida, I had so much fun. I ain't part-. That's the same energy that I'm getting with this book. Ah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And 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 let's be clear, you know, you got to have a, a, a thick skin as a promoter and things are going to come, you know, that you're not going to expect. And you got to pivot that word again. So writing the book now, marketing and selling the book, these new avenues of how I'm supposed to get the word out there and have virtual book clubs like um are we yeah. thinking of all those new things all of those new things i'm actually finished with phase one monday tomorrow makes four weeks since i launched so i had a marketing plan for the first month um i'm now going into phase two where i have a pr person so you're going to see me on you know taking the marketing of this you know a little bit on a bigger scale um so i'm going to be pushing this book for at least the better part of the rest of the year because i I, I want to get it as far out. Um, this book is going to be actually a trilogy as of right now. Um, so this is just part one. Uh, so there'll be two other parts that are coming in years to come. But for right now, it's the word it's just getting the word out as much as I possibly can. Right. So we definitely going to hashtag love and dance hall. I don't care what's out there right now. It's now going to be love and dance hall. <laughs> You know what I'm saying you yeah. gotta say you got you gotta mean it, claim it. We, it we got love hey, Listen, I have I got it copywritten. That's how much I claimed it. It's mine. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Business oh woman. I believe in ownership. I tell people all the time, intellectual property, make sure you own it. We live in a time now where you can own everything. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of you know how you choose to put it out. So, like you said, out the trunk. I didn't go the Amazon route. I created my own website. I'm selling it myself. I'm literally selling it out the trunk to people like this. I'm inspired by like a Tyler Perry and what he did with his plays or a Master P 
um, when they showed his life story the other no day, limit, he, um, he was selling his movies out his trunk. I have those examples to go by, and I'm determined to do that with this book. So that's what's up. That's what's up. There's a lot of other naysayers. Uh, they are in your ear sometimes, right? And and we need that. You know, we do need our own family and our friends and haters to be critical. So they're gonna say, "Well, yeah, mom, yeah, I'm gonna read the book, but you know, the book gonna really all that." <laughs> Maybe they don't read enough books. Maybe, you know, they, they, they're, it wasn't as gory, you know? So when you were creating the storyline, were you trying to pitch it to, you know, the people who love that movie or nah, those that watch that type of TV show? Um, you know, I, I've gotten to a point in life where not everyone is going to like what you do, you know? And I'm okay with that. Even when I was doing my clothing boutique, there were some things that some people like. Some what what is for whoever it's for, it will be for. <laughs> I my target market, of course, were those who are involved in dance hall. But I wrote it in such a way where even if you're not, um, you can read the book and relate to it. Because it was one point where I was going back and forth, like, should certain conversations be in Patois or should it be in regular mm. English? And I decided to go the regular English route with most of it because it's like, OK, you can't limit yourself as far as your audience is concerned. Right. So whoever likes to read will love this book. Whoever likes urban novels will love this book. Whoever loves dance hall will love this book. You know, so it's it's not that targeted. I like it. And and just like we say in the same influence, you you didn't have to watch first 48 to be like, I know how to write the, the fight scene or I know how yeah. to write the police scene. Like right. there is enough information out there in our normal life, just watching right. television to to write a storyline and make it very vivid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had enough experiences in my life. <laughs> All right. She's talking to things, but she's not talking I've, to I've been through enough to be able to say, all right, how much for this? Yeah, that's right. how much it costs, or this is how this works, or what kind of gun I wanted to use in the scene. <laughs> or, or or I had, you know, people that I could call and reference. You know, what what uh, I have a good friend that is from Watahoe, so it was like, all right, does this sound authentic? Because the first scene mm -hmm. takes place in Watos, Jamaica. So, right. you know, I did have people that I could reach out to and ask certain questions. But for the most part, you know, a lot of it I've experienced. So, yeah, that's it. I don't, Love I, don't, I don't talk about or in this case, write about things that I haven't experienced. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like when I speak, I want to speak with authority. So I only speak about things that I have experience. I know for a fact to be true. And and this love and dance hall, many characters. So like you said, this isn't just A and B with two little sprinkles supporting. So you're writing as though this is going to be a trilogy and something's going to kind of spin off into a second or a backstory. Like how far in advance are you with a trilogy? I am writing it as if it's a movie. And I tell, I, I, this is my formula. What I, whatever I'm doing now is for the next. When I did Opium the very first time I did it outdoors, the, the year that I was doing it, it wasn't for that year. It was for the next year. If that okay. makes sense. 
So everything I do, I do it thinking of what is my long-term goal. So when I decided to end this book on a cliffhanger, it was because I knew I want to do a part two. I want to do a part three. I want this to be a movie. Making it a trilogy uh -huh. will give me enough time to get the, enough buzz, enough word out there, and enough eyes to see it or hear about it to get my name in certain conversations or get me at the table in certain rooms. So I always think five, 10 steps ahead with everything that I do. Everything. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. She's a working woman. She's literally working and then doing love and dance hall. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Gotta salute you on that. And and let's be clear, because I'm saying we in the A. You know what I'm saying? I don't know Alliance, big up Bonte, but <laughs> we in the A. We are in the A. And I'm just gonna put it out there. You know what I'm saying? I got my 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 ass cap credits. No, that's for music. Okay, I got my SAG card. You know, just in case. Oh, okay. So you're down here now. Yes. Working, and working on book number two. So I would love if yes, some of this takes place in Atlanta. How can we make that happen? Who I need to talk to? Well, actually, you know, there was there was there was a piece of the book where one of my characters was actually planning on moving to Atlanta. So anything is possible in part two. Right. Um, being here in the second Hollywood, you know, this may manifest into yeah. a movie or a series here. You never know. Um, so many people have said like, this needs to be a movie that I feel like it's like this collective voice that is putting it out there. So we'll see what happens. All right. All right. See, I had to, it was on my heart. It was on my it was heart. On your heart. <laughs> it was on my heart. I had to say. So let me let me go back to step one. Why the man name Rati? Why Rati? Oh, you come up with Rati. It was just the name, that name before anything with the book. That name came first. Rati. I knew I was going to name him Ratty. Don't ask me why, where it came from, what the, but it was just, it was a name that I came up with and it stuck and I love it. He is my absolute favorite character. This book is really about him. It centers around him. And then all the other characters come into play are connected to him in some way, shape or form. But that's and, my boy. I, I've only spoken to about three other females. Two of them are halfway done with the book. One finished the book. So she not tell me. <laughs> what, what happened? You Come know what I'm saying? On, Prince, you have to read the book. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, you know, show show the love. Technically, you, know you should have read the book before the interview, sir. No, listen, listen. This is gonna be a trilogy. <laughs> this is a trilogy. I'm gonna give a break. I'm gonna give a break. <laughs> right. So for those who go to loveanddancehall.com and they're like, "Yo, I heard about it," and you're right, somebody not, you know, they're not telling us, you know, so what's so good about it or. You know, they're keeping the secret. Let me let me start off with, yo, after I purchased my book, how much can you autograph it for? How much extra I got to pay for that? Actually, I am autographing. I give the option now for if you purchase the book, if you want it signed, I sign it. Um, I was doing that initially just for the pre-orders. And then it there was so many pre-orders I had to stop. But now that it's kind of, you know, slowed down and it's a regular pace, I am pretty much signing all books that are ordered. Yeah. All right. So that's because that's it, where you got. Me, I so. feel honored, you know, that people are willing to spend their money with me, support me, buy my book, read it, that I feel like I have to give that personal, you know, touch to it. So yeah, yeah. you can get your book signed. 
All right. All right. And I heard about the pink package. I don't care if it's pink or purple. No, or... no more pink. Pink was yeah, just no for pre-orders. Pink. pink was just for the pre-orders. <laughs> this is salmon. This is salmon. <laughs> this is salmon. <laughs> salmon. It's that salmon. Yeah. All right. No, pink was just for the pre-orders. Right. It's white, my favorite color. That's what's going out now. That's what's up. That's what's up. Ida E. Wells. I'm like I said, the book should be in the mail. You know what I'm saying? I have my producer. Right. So I should be getting my copy. And then, um, like you said, another couple of weeks, we're going to bring it back. We're going to interact with a lot of people here at Love and Dance Hall because we really want to find out, like you said, from um, not the people who just love it. But it, there's going to be somebody saying, yo, so why are I forget deporting? Why we have I mean, another Jamaican story about that? Like, and this is what I love with folks. They're not necessarily like, why did you write it that way? It's like, why did this have to happen? Like one of the characters, oh, I didn't like her decision to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to look at it this way. And that, so it's a good comp. So I haven't. And, and, and maybe Dance Hall has given me the ability to tune out the noise, but I haven't heard anything negative. Um, I'm almost certain there's probably somebody that's read it that wasn't feeling it as much as other people have. And that's okay. Um, but for the most part, I haven't heard any negative reviews at all from people. It's just conversations like, how could you end the book like that? Like, I need to know what I had a friend call me today. I need to know what's, what's going to happen. I need you to send me a chapter a month. Like what's happening? What's yeah, that's right. Because the book, it has ended on such a cliffhanger, but I did that intentionally because like, like I told you part two, right. I was thinking about part two while yeah. writing part one. And, and I, and I know this is something that, that is, is definitely um with you as a as a businesswoman as an entrepreneur so helping other women or at least empowering other women but the idea that so this is not just a story you're trying to teach some of y'all <clears throat> how to navigate relationships yeah. love yeah. yeah yeah it was important for me to like you said not for it just not to be a story cuz i spent so much time trying to empower people and motivate people and you know i feel like overall that is my true purpose so if i can use this book to touch someone reach someone you know because we cover all topics we cover i cover domestic violence i cover you know a lot of um i, I dig into female friendships and the different aspects of that and male friendships and relationships and you know so many different things that i touch on um but it's not like in your face you really have to really realize like okay there's a deeper meaning to this some people have right. caught it. some people have caught the deeper meaning which i'm glad about but part two of course i'm going to dig into it even more um probably kill off a couple more characters <laughs> well, right you know for no, the people I, that is such i should have worked for power or something one of the writers but okay. um I do want to dig into that more with each book. I say a trilogy now, but I could see this going so many ways. It is what it is. There you go. There's going to be a spinoff. And, and again, for anybody out there, especially in the DMV or, well, she used to come to New York a couple of times. All right. It ain't got nothing to do with New York. Nothing to do. If you feel guilty about one of the characters in the story, that's on you. That's you. Exactly. That's on you. That's That's completely on you. Um, and that's it. Yeah, we ain't got no time for that. Love and dance really Um, and and again, that it's it's not just the stories that we've already heard, 
with due respect to the successful stories, um, there are many other authors, but this is 2020. And then we have something new to read. Love and Dance Hall from uh, Ida E. Wells. Yep, that's me. Can you believe it? I'm all... I'm an author now. Like this is this is a proud moment for me, Ja Prince. Like this yeah, is man. this is this was a very heavy lift. This was very difficult. Like it took a lot out of me. So to reach this point right now, where I'm here being interviewed about my book, it's 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 a blessing. It really is. All right, that's it. Is we're definitely going to come back, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to follow the social media, and you're going to follow her social media. Um, let us know again, very specifically, Miss Ida. How do people get the book, um, and how do they get it signed? Well, you can go to Love and Dance Hall. That's Love and Dancehall.com. Uh, you can purchase the book there. And the checkout option, you do have the option of saying you want your book signed. Who do you want it signed to? So love A-N-D Dance Hall. You can follow me on social media. I'm Ida Blanco on social media. I'm not Ida Wells. So um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Ida Blanco. Now, Miss Ida Blanco, Miss Ida E. Wells, um, one more time that we're waiting for part two, but you definitely have to purchase number one. There's going to be something that's that we got to read. read. Read between the lines, right? Yeah, but just enjoy the story. Enjoy the story. Um, I, a lot of people said they couldn't put it down. They read it in like one night. Um, so I, I, I think you like it. If, you, if you're into this type of, of, of fiction, fictional novels, urban novels, you'll definitely enjoy the story because it has that um, dance hall twist to it. Um, so buy it. Buy the novel, ladies and gentlemen. It's right and, here. And, 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 and for those who are reading the book right now, is there something that you say like, yo, pay attention in the middle or, or, or watch for the hook? Like, I don't give it away, but what, what is the thing? Like, yo, keep your eye on the... Mm. Um, th that's with everyone. Um, there is, there is a major, major moment that comes out of left field, um, towards the end of the book, but I drop clues throughout the book. And for those of you that are reading the chapter titles actually holds clues to what's about to happen. Just gave you a little, a little, little behind the scenes action. So yeah, um, just, just. I can't wait to discuss it with you guys. I'm actually going to do a virtual book club, I believe September, um, September 11th, I believe, or the 12th, whatever that right. Saturday is in September. But I will post it on my page um, next week. So I want everyone, I'm trying to give everyone a chance to read it, including you, Ja Prince, yes. um, so that we can discuss it in great detail. I want to hear your feedback, positive, mm -hmm. constructive, Whatever it is, I want to hear what everyone has to say about the book. Um, or in the meantime, you can have a, head over to the Facebook page, look for Love and Dance Hall. You can leave your review and your comment there. Um, but yeah. And again, if they have any more questions, any more questions such as, I know it's about you. I know it's about you. I know it. No, <laughs> it's not about you. It's not. It's not. I've had people say that to me in the beginning, like, okay, I'm trying to figure out who this person is and who that person is. And then by the end of the book, it's like, oh, okay, this is really something totally different than what we thought it would be. So I think some people go into it initially thinking, I had somebody message me one time, was like, oh, I know who Tiana is. 
And then towards the end, it was like, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> so I just want you don't go into this thinking that this is about someone you know, because it's yeah. not. It really isn't, folks. Right. But there, there are stories and things that happen to people that will remind you of a situation that happened to you or a situation that happened to someone you know, because they're right. it's so relatable. It's things that happen in every dance hall environment. So if you're in right. New York and you're reading this, you'll be able to relate. If you're in Philly, if you're in Atlanta, Miami, whatever dance hall scene you're a part of, you will be able to relate to the stories in this book. That's all we need to know right now. This is number one, the true conversation. I just happen to be a host. I am Ja Prince. You can find me at I am Ja Prince. I A M J A H P R I N C E. And one more time, Miss Blanco, Miss Ida Blanco. Where do they find you? Ida Blanco on Facebook. Ida Blanco on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's the Ida Blanco on Twitter. Twitter is where I'm a little bit freer with my thoughts. Um, Snapchat, I don't really use it that much, but that's Ida Blanco over there too. So social media, I am Ida Blanco, but now in the literary world, I am Ida Wells. In the television world, I'm Ida Wells. This is yes. This is this is a whole new chapter in life. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it leads me. I'm excited to see this journey. Um, how this journey unfolds. If you had asked me two years ago, if I see myself where I am now, I would have told you absolutely not. So let this be inspiration. Yeah. I want somebody watching this to be inspired. Number one, there's nothing wrong with starting over. There's no. absolutely nothing wrong with starting over in life. Coming to Atlanta was me starting over, but look at where I am now. And sometimes yeah. starting over can lead to your biggest blessing. I believe as adults, we tend to have those moments where we need a reset. We, you know, when your computer starts acting up, you yeah. control alt delete or you shut it down. Sometimes your life needs that reset in order for you to regroup, recalibrate and come out on top. So let this be an inspiration to anyone watching, mm -hmm. not only to follow your dreams, but, you know, it's 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 OK when life knocks you down. You just got to get back up. That's and this was me getting back up. That's it. We're going to dig a lot deeper. Truthversation number two. Thank you, Miss Ida E. Wells, for taking the time. Thank you for having me.